structures, biblical and deal, and I'll just uh, quickly remind that is to say that God existing in community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit becomes uh, the structure, becomes the encouragement, becomes part of the motivation for creating us in community. God says it's not good for us to be alone. Uh, and again, that was given in the context of Adam's perfect relationship, not a nod. He had perfect fellowship with nature, yet because there was not another human to complete a relationship uh, within humanity. And so we have seen uh, through various ways that God uses the structure of the Trinity and the encouragement of how they mutually love and care for and submit to one another as a blueprint and a structure for a little bit of our basic human uh, relationship. And this morning, relationship with a little bit about uh, being in relationship and how closest uh, fashion as a friend is key to our health alone. Uh, we were not boy of sharing life with one who is like us, one who can share our hopes and fears and concerns. Uh, obviously, we often hope that this is in our marriages as well, but this morning we'll talk uh, more about the two friendships and friendships on a platonic basis. Friendship, the, te- the two texts I want is uh, for two famous chapter one, this uh, little nugget of a book. I'll read chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. The story here is that uh, Naomi's husband has gone off to Moab. All the boys are dead. Husband's dead. And now Naomi is headed to change so famous to Naomi says. She said, you see... Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, said. Do not you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And where and there I will be buried. May the Lord do you. Go to me, and more me saw, if anything but death, go with her, you more. Then jumping ahead to the story uh, famously of David and Jonathan, I'll read uh, just a brief section from 1 Samuel chapter 20, uh, verses uh, 41 through 42. And as the boy had gone, that was a servant beside the Jonathan's, as soon as the boy fell on his face and bowed three times, and they kissed one another and wept with one another. David, we David, go in peace. Be between me and you, both of us, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. And he rose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you continue to give us the ability and in to know you it is to be Father through the work of your Son, to know the richness and in knowing you, worship of the Trinity, that our relationships with one another might be deepened and encouraged. We pray, Lord, that as we see relationships built around who you are, 
that we might be encouraged again, both in our relationship with you and with one another. The building, and Lord, whatever is said this morning, it's quickly useful or true. Amen. For the building up of your So uh, I've seen a fellow named Larry Anderson, who was a uh, police officer and a sergeant and then a detective in the Portland Area Police Department, and a man named Will uh, Wendell Berkland, who was a defense attorney here in Portland. And it is a description, uh, one African-American, the police officer, the other uh, an Anglo, how their relationship had developed later on to be life as they sought to understand and as the implications of the case one another uh, were to be began increasingly as they turned what it meant to be committed to one another as friends because it became increasingly more costly to both of them. Their relationship was regularly uh, strained because they had to say true things to one another. Both of them had misunderstandings, both of them struggling with their experiences in a society and a culture that made and relationships difficult, but relationship between an act of difficulty based of God, what that friendship has begun to do is impact the lives of many other people in North Portland who are a part of various prayer groups. It is within that only know about the other, but that we are known and know our neighbors well. And in both of the cases in Scripture that we read this morning, there are inherently deep, difficult barriers to what we can easily read as wonderful friendships and just imagine perhaps that it's rather easy. Friendship will, hasn't happened that I have and we'll look at spirit yet, but that is just simply, ship will become, of course, not true. But how God, in the midst of that, forges deeper relationships. The passage that comes to mind, uh, setting a context for friendship, is that wonderful proverb, Proverb 18, uh, from chapter 18, 24. A man of many companions than a brother. To share life with a close friend. First of all, I'm going to suggest this morning that the center of that relationship is, of course, God. It's in both of the texts we read this morning. And then secondly, that there is a fundamental commitment to serve the other at the expense of ourselves, which seems dangerous uh, in our culture, and it's always dangerous. Give of nonetheless to the other. Friendship comes. Centrality of God. In Ruth chapter 1, 16-7, uh, it is Ruth's commitment to follow Naomi's God. She is a believer in the Lord God. You don't make that confession lightly or easily in this world and history. That means for Ruth, the denial of her family, and again, we know, and the denial of cultural and racial tension in Israel. These folks have been at war for quite some time. And Israel makes sense. She should never have left, which is another sermon. For Ruth, even in the way Naomi, your sister-in-law has returned. Go home to your family and to your gods. Go to what is safe and what you know. But Ruth's love for Naomi, again, with no, at this point, family bonds, but just the love of friendship that Ruth has for Naomi. It's centered in her relationship with the statements in our... Now, again, different 
than the way they're often portrayed in the cultures in which Scripture was written and records. Ruth is declaring her allegiance to God and that God would bind her and Naomi together. The center of their relationship is not just a familial obligation, but a love for the true God of God's people. She's willing to We see that, that Jonathan reminds David that they have a covenant relationship, that they have sworn to one another before the Lord. It is, the, it is God that is the center of that friendship. It is not uh, all of the wonderful things they share and enjoy in hunting and fighting. The center of the relationship, so forth, which I'm sure is their relationship to God. It creates a context. It creates a structure. It allows for difference while having the same foundation. Jonathan is the heir apparent. David is the usurper. Ruth is a Moabitess. Naomi is a disgraced Israelite widow. And yet, with God at the center, our friendships developing, and it doesn't cross that they agree on everything that you and I, Naomi's having some sort of a disagreement with Ruth. Common thread. But talking about the groups that met together, these Bible studies forming in Portland, uh, Larry says this, Once the six of us made it our focus to first be reconciled to our Creator, we began the to learn work of building cross-cultural reconciliation was we like. Then we to learn integrate those directives into the words uh, and the words of Jesus into our daily lives. It was the foundation of who they needed to be, who they were in God, and who they needed or were called to be in light of who God was that created the willingness for three white and three African-American friend men, six total, to be in a challenge of building and friendships. But what about my non-believing friends? Can I have any friends who are not at the expense of them? No points of my life, because I had so regularly shared the gospel and what I based my life on, God used them to speak biblical truth back into my life that they'd heard from me in times when I had comforted them. And so it's not a question. The question is, we can have friends who in that friendship not confess faith, that they know where we find. The question is, are we in strength? So that all of those things that we may share as hobbies and as interests can be shared. And yet in those moments, because they are our friends where we need to, to speak truthfully or to comfort, that they know full well that our hope and faith comes faith and from Christ and his we actually become half. the idea that we want to be friends faith in such a way as a certain reliability and we become a gentleness and strength and who we are as friends should rightly be attractive faith and the proverbs truths of scripture into my of the life in those moments where I am most entangled with my selfishness and sin those who know me well enough to either comfort me in the direction that I'm willing to go when I am uncertain of the path or to redirect me when I am headed down a path that is away from who I am in Christ. 
having God at the side I need allows the context allows the mission to not life to point me to where I need or what go, what God would have for me in my own freedom and comfort and security in Him, even if from a worldly perspective it may be putting myself in bondage or in danger or in peril. God is the center of those relationships. Unpacking our with creation with Him, experience becomes the foundation of life in the context of our uh, relate, uh, aspect of this relationship is a care for the other. Uh, Ruth knows, uh, she even talks about where you, you know, where you die, I'm going to die. Uh, Tim Keller has a wonderful sermon on this passage where he talks about how Ruth understands that her committing to God means her own suffering. She's going to go into a place where we find later you will be, Boaz says, look, I want to buy the, uh, if you glean the workers in the field, you will be attacked poorly, uh, spoken to poorly, abused one way or another. Please stick next to my hired hands and they will protect you. Why? Because she was a Moabitess and they all knew it. I don't know what a distinguishing uh, characteristic of a Moabite woman is versus a Hebrew woman. We do know it was enough that Boaz was for Naomi that she would be noted. Moved her from staying home where she knew what was safe that may be less comfortable, at least in the near term, than simply staying home. John in Moab with her giving up the It's interesting in our passage that David weeps more because David understands what Jonathan is giving up for him. David knows he's the anointed. David knows that that means Jonathan won't won't be able to live long. Jonathan knows that. And Jonathan had early on in the elf to be a far better king than 1 Samuel. father ever was in Chapion in the scene. Uh, Saul uh, is told that he's um, going to be the king, and he's given all of these indications of the Lord being with him. And the last one is after he prophesies and after he finds the family donkeys and all the rest, is he's going to a town, and Samuel says to him, do in that town, there was a of the time, is that the right act would be for the future king to show his ability to redeem and to save the people to drive out that Philistine group of soldiers. Saul goes home because he's tired. He's had a busy day prophesying, goes home. Two chapters later, quietly, John goes to the same city, a shield care of what his father failed to those Philistines. And he and his Jonathan had all the markings of a worthy and godly king. And yet in his relationship with David, because God was the center, and it is God who set the agenda, not them. Jonathan was able to understand that with God in the center, it was God's will who would sit on the throne and not his. And because he loved his wife was David, and he knew David loved they would do, would be whatever God chose to it, caring for wives was God's as God cared for them. It cost Jonathan Another quick passage from this book says this, as these relationships in Wendell Steering, the focus remained on establishing one-on-one relationships. 
between people of different color. Uh, Between uh, the 12 of us now meeting together weekly to talk about tearing down the walls that separated us was a big part of the process. But getting out of the small boardroom, we were meeting in uh, place. The backyard barbecue, the wife, was where the real breaking bread together, watching the game, talking about life and smoking fine cigars late into the evening. One of the white guys grew up in eastern Oregon, organized hunting trips to his favorite spots in the backwoods. We went to Blazers basketball games, frequently to local jazz clubs. Some even began to make real estate and chips deepened. Different, exclusive, but one could have stereotypes about who would want to go to one and who would want to go to another. And as they shared life together, as they break bread together, the friendships deepen, and it gets to the point, and this is why I bothered to read the thing about real estate investment, is that you're sharing life on a level where you begin to trust one another, each other's engaging with your... How do we do that well? The Proverbs, and again, another sermon worth listening to that Pastor Keller has preached out of his Proverbs sermon is his sermon on friendship. But I'm just going to hit a couple of the Proverbs that are useful for us fleshing out how this might work. First of all, Proverbs 27, 6, the wounds of a friend, of an we've already mentioned, it often are better than the kissing things of an enemy. Kissing things in relationship to speak truth in love of a friend who is near. The sweetness, not just of their presence, but the proverb goes on to say their earnest counsel, their willingness to wrestle with me, to go over time and time again some of the same challenge, what it, some of the same concerns and, and their counsel, and to allow me the prop forward. We have to what it means well enough that their counsel be earnest rather than reactionary. We know that to a great degree, our culture is starving for friendship. We are profoundly isolated. We become more and more isolated all the time. I was in meetings on Thursday for the course of four different meetings, four different topics was siloed in one of those meetings or siloed in our politics or siloed in our mercy ministries not connecting with one another or siloed these other areas of my life instance that no one really knows me not well enough to speak wisely not that I trust enough to push and to challenge and encourage me not someone that I trust to look at my bank statement that or my upon one because them to encourage me in my that kind much as I can encourage them to them to trust that they will encourage me in my holiness I would contend that it starts of course in the church because although secular folks can have great friendships and itself being one in tragic would it be having the assurance of who self and then being unable to be open and in relationship and deep friendships we will 
is that you know what it is to see our mothers and our fathers transformed because of the relationships they have with another. Encouraged in times of sorrow, corrected in times of pride and arrogance, but always pointed back to the truth of Christ. Do our children know that we're not siloed? Or are they being on another legacy it out myself and if model that here would any chance does our community have what chance does our country have of having discussions and differences spouses should support in their friendships and they are wonderful pictures of what it means to be in that mutual self marriage relationship with God it is not limited but not all of is the trans be married. Opportunity to be really and truly known. Nathan's heart beat with David. That Naomi was loved by Ruth. Friendship is not limited to marriage. It is a gift given to all of God's people. It's what it is to be in the image of God. Is to be in friendship. To be known and to be cared for. The last passage we have that uh, scriptures this morning is to be Romans 13 because it's of what love looks like. When we come to friendships without pride, without the need to be right, without the need to exercise power, when we live out love as it is structured in 1 Corinthians 13, those friendships become trusting. They are salt and light to a world that is in green and only siloed and in our dark. How many they're meant to seen in a silo? Safe in the dark. Its light shines even in the darkest nights. That love that is so wonderfully portrayed in 1 Corinthians 13 way gives us the opportunity to only transform racial interactions, but transform interactions between those who've known each other for years and yet have not known or have not been known to trust when we were afraid. Christ does all of these things for us. The gospel offers and comes first from what Christ has done, the way he put us, the way of their relationship and gave himself encouraged that friend. He put the We have the opportunity, the privilege to know that the one who is closest to us, like a brother, our older brother, knows us and loves us and wants for us what we have with him, which is a close friendship, one built on love, the friendship with one another. That's friendship. We pray in ever greater degrees that we would take the courage to be friends. Lord, we know that... Uh, you will bless that and have blessed it for your glory and honor. In Christ's precious name, amen.